You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 71. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I am joined over Discord by the Nintendo aficionado, Roro. Roro, we have had just so many technical problems, but we are getting through them. <laughs> we made it. We got through it. Here we are, ready to talk about so many stuff, yes. so many things. Yes, lots of stuff. Uh, thank you to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat. Just as a reminder, we are live each and every Wednesday at 8 p.m. Eastern time on YouTube. Just search Podcast PXN and you will find us on there and simultaneously on twitch.tv slash podcast PXN as well. The topic of the show this week, Roro, is the Resident Evil barrage of news. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but first, the show always starts with the PXN news of the week. So let's go ahead and jump right in. The first item on the PXN news of the week, Roro, is... Valve's boss, Gabe Newell, has said that the studio apparently has games in development that is just being is being waited on to announce. Uh, so does this mean we will finally get Orange Box 3, Team Fortress 3, Portal 3? Uh, oh, I said Orange Box 3. That's, that's not true. Uh, uh, but all the threes. Can we get all the threes, Roro? Is this what we're going to finally get? I'm sure that's what a lot of people are hoping that that's what that means. I feel like I I hope so. It means this announcement gets me excited for the fans that have been waiting so long. Like what it could mean, like you were saying, all these threes and Half-Life threes, fans have been waiting so long for specifically that. Half-Life Alex came around and people love that. But it was kind of an inaccessible game for a lot of people because it was a VR exclusive. Um, but I've heard it was game of the year material. But um, not a lot of people got to experience that, and people want the next Half-Life. So I'm sure that's what a lot of people are hoping. I'm hoping that happens too. But as I was trying, as I went after I went onto this rant, um, this announcement doesn't mean as much as 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 much. It doesn't mean so much to me as it does to a lot of other fans out there because I haven't played the Half-Life games, and Valve isn't that big of a name to me personally as I know it is to a lot of people out there. But uh, I'm sure this is very exciting news to a lot of people to to hear that they're still making games and not just the Steam people anymore. They can still put out a, another game hopefully soon. Yeah, <laughs> I think uh, everyone just wants Valve to freaking make games again and <laughs> release them. Uh, and if if Back for Blood wasn't coming in like six months I'd, or five months, I'd be saying I want Left for Dead 3. But now <laughs> with that coming, yeah. I would love to see other stuff like Team Fortress 3 or Portal 3 or stuff like that. Um, just because all of those games are so good and I just want to see more of it. Like, yeah, I don't know. I said soon, but I don't I don't think it's going to be anytime soon, actually. It's probably be a while until we get an actual announcement and then have to wait until development continues, obviously. So whatever they're working on, I feel like it's very early stages if they. Yes. Yes. Whatever it is. Uh, Brenty in the chat says Roro and Daniel keep doing your thing bosses you guys have <laughs> improved so much keep putting in the work we appreciate it thank you so much for those kind words 
Uh, <laughs> moving on to our next story, uh, Playdead's next game has a job listing that is citing it as a third-person open-world science fiction adventure. That is a mouthful. But <laughs> uh, I thought this was very interesting because obviously their previous games were uh, Limbo and Inside, which are very much um, puzzle games and like uh, left-to-right ace, uh, asymmetric. I some I don't know whatever <laughs> the <laughs> the field of view where you're looking straight at the screen and you're just scrolling left to right I guess that would be a side scroller sort of but um, I think it's very interesting that they're kind of seeming to do something very different as a third person open world adventure game um, and I kind of wonder like what this is gonna look like and like how long is this gonna take because. Uh, Playdead's not a huge studio. I think they're around 50 people or so. Um, I'm not sure how um, big this is going to be or ambitious. Uh, I'm sure it's going to be very good because everything they've done so far has been good. But uh, what do you what do you think we're going to see from this from Playdead? Um, I I hope it's I'm hope we get it uh, more news on it soon because everything that. They said in that little spiel, uh, third-person, open-world, <laughs> uh, science fiction, all speaking to me personally. I love all of those things. I love third-person games. I love um, it's played it in general. I loved Inside. Haven't played Limbo, but they make some fantastic games. So it is interesting to to see them kind of move away from what they are used to doing, which is what you're saying, the 2D side-scrolling puzzler that's usually very dark and scary and yes. moody. <laughs> So we'll see how moody uh, this next game is going to be. But yeah, I, I'm excited to see more, as you were saying, small team. So I'm sure they are uh, they have a bunch of openings here I'm looking at on their website um, for a bunch of different artists and producers. And so they are trying to expand their team to get this show rolling. So hopefully we get a, a, an announcement soon as to what the name of it is. Uh, I, there's a screenshot on here or a little gif of kind of teasing it a little bit of just a dude far off in the distance <laughs> on this barren planet. So it looks pretty similar to their previous games in terms of mood. So yeah, I'm definitely excited because again, everything that they said in that little spiel definitely has me interested for sure. Yes, I agree completely. It, it's kind of funny. It kind of sounds similar to like I don't. I don't want to say necessarily similar to No Man's Sky, but it, it kind of gives me that idea in my head. I guess science fiction, mm-hmm. open world, third person. I, I don't know. <laughs> um, I guess we'll see. We'll see what it yeah. looks like before I say that. I don't. I, I, I even know what to to think as to what it could be. Yeah. Because of what Playdead's done in the past, like an open world game from them is going to be so different. I think than what we're used to from Ubisoft and everybody else. Yeah then imagine what that might look like when they're the ones designing that. So I'm just excited to see what it's going to look like. Yes, agreed. Uh, moving on, Roro, the Uncharted movie has been pushed back from this July to February 11th, 2022. Uh, I basically just included this because it's been something that we've wanted for so long. <laughs> we've all been waiting for this Uncharted movie to like, I just hope it's good, and it has great actors in it. Tom Holland, I think, would be a really good uh, young Nathan Drake. Um, 
I just want to see it. I just want to see it at this point. I just want to see a trailer. I want to see something from it. But I guess it's going to be a while until we see that uh, with it being delayed till 2022. Um, Do you think with this being pushed to 2022, do you think there's any chance that we have a new Uncharted game announced by the time this comes out to kind of cross promote? Wow. (laughs) Um. Do I think there'll be an Uncharted game by the time February 11, 2022 comes around? Yeah. Um, no, I don't think so. I hope so. <laughs> That'll be awesome. Yeah. Uh, then again, we did talk a couple weeks ago about a new studio that could be potentially working on one, and who knows, that might already be in the works. They might be pretty far in development right now. We don't know. So it is possible, for sure. I don't... I just don't think so. I I feel like we we still have a ways to go until we get a new one. I don't know why, because Uncharted Four was such a long time ago. Maybe we are closer than we think, but I don't know. With the PS Five just launching, I feel like we still have a little ways to go until we get a PS Five Uncharted. I don't. Know. That's just me. But I'm I'm yeah. so excited for this movie. So excited. I, as you're saying, we wanted this for so long. I, I can't wait for it to come. I'm excited for the Last of Us show that eventually comes. All these video game, PlayStation stuff that they have under their belt that they keep teasing. They keep teasing them, but we haven't seen a single besides screenshots. Haven't seen like anything in motion yet. I just want to see. Just want to see it. So I'm. It sucks. It, and obviously, COVID. We're blaming it all on COVID every time this stuff happens, which I'm sure is the case. Um, but yeah, a lot of movies are. Uh, coming to the same fate with Black Widow and so many others that I just want to see them already. Just want to, just want to watch these movies. Yeah, uh, I agree with you about the game. I, I don't think you know we will see anything by then, but just imagine how awesome it would be if it happened. Like if on their premiere date, assuming everyone's back to the movie theaters and everything, on their premiere date they just drop an uncharted, a new Uncharted game trailer in the middle of, or at the oh, the previews so cool. of the movie. Yeah. That would be pretty cool. Uh, yeah, but, I could see that happening. Like yeah. an announcement happening near the Uncharted game, uh, Uncharted movie coming out. Yeah, for sure, that would be awesome. Yes. Yeah, that would be awesome. Um, Roro, moving on, uh, Activision has announced that their studio, Vicarious Visions, is being merged into Blizzard. Um, obviously, Activision and Blizzard are, are together. They Activision bought Blizzard, or they combined a long time ago. Um, but this is, this is interesting because um, Vicarious Visions has made some pretty great stuff over the past few years um with highlights being uh you know the most recent tony hawk pro skater uh revival uh they did crash bandicoot insane trilogy um so they've done some really good stuff lately as far as like remakes yeah yeah (laughs) skylanders yeah um but yeah i i think this is this is good and bad, I guess. Uh, it's bad because they're basically pigeonholed into making Blizzard content now. But mm-hmm. I think it's good because there are rumors that they're working on a Diablo 2 remaster, which would be awesome because I've never played Diablo 2, but I absolutely loved Diablo 3. Um, I had never played a Diablo game before I played that on Xbox 360. I think that was the for Xbox Xbox One or Xbox 360. I can't even remember when it came out. I think it 
originally came out on 360. I could be wrong. But uh, I love that game, and a 2 remaster by them would be super, super good. Um, is there any? Do you have any ideas on what you think uh, this could mean for them, I guess? Do you think maybe they help out with Overwatch, or do you think these Diablo rumors seem to be true? Yeah, I... I... I hope they're going to work on Overwatch for my personal yeah. uh, <laughs> wants and, and needs because I, I would love to see more from Overwatch. I've heard that they're in some development woes, kind of slowed down a little bit. So getting them on board would be awesome. They've definitely helped Destiny in, in a certain way that I think could be helpful for Overwatch as well. Uh, back in the day where they helped with some previous expansions, I believe, on Destiny. And they were good expansions. I think it was Shadowkeep was the one that they worked on. But yeah, again, like you were saying, this is both good and bad. I do think that they, the Diablo 2 rumors are probably more likely than them joining Overwatch, or maybe they split up the team. I don't know how, how it works. But yeah, I think they probably are working on a Diablo 2 remake. That would be awesome. That would be really cool. But I, as you said, good and bad. I know a lot of people were hoping that they might make a n- new Tony Hawk game or something. <laughs> so that's probably not going to happen. But apparently EA, I saw this before we started that I didn't get to mention but they bought a studio that might be working on a skate game. So people can still get a little more new skate skate uh, in their life. But yeah, yeah Vicarious being uh, nabbed up by Activision probably doesn't mean that they're going to be free birds anymore. Yeah. Free bird. I like that. That was that was a good reference there. I'm <laughs> kidding. <laughs> the song Free Bird just came into my head for some reason from Guitar Hero. Uh, oh. <laughs> which would have been great if they made Guitar Hero, but they didn't. So I, <laughs> just Activision. <laughs> yeah, just Activision. Uh, <laughs> moving on, Roro. Uh, the medium has been getting reviews uh, coming out today, um, and the game actually comes out tomorrow and launches with Game Pass. Uh, this game has been, um, I think people have been looking forward to this game as it's a uh, Series X and S exclusive with PC, obviously. Um, but it's gotten pretty good reviews. It's gotten like probably, you know, good reviews. I wouldn't say they've been great so far, but they've been very good. Um, a lot of people's, uh, main concerns seem to be performance based. Uh, it has some, uh, slowdown issues and, um, uh, graphical issues in that regard, which, doesn't surprise me a ton because you know this is not a huge AAA developer that's developing this game. It's a it's a small game that uh, is being I guess shoehorned into Game Pass to help incentivize people to play it, which is good. Um, and actually, I think I saw Greg Miller tweet out that uh, he he said I wouldn't necessarily recommend fifty dollars to play this game, but I would recommend to play it if you have Game Pass, which. I mean, that's, I, I guess that's part of the added value to Game Pass is people, you know, want content. Not, it doesn't necessarily have to be the top tier cream of the crop content. It just has to be good content. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought it was cool. IGN's review basically says it's a, a unique reality shifting ability to bring a new dimension to some tried and tested genre puzzle solving mechanics, which that part sounds very interesting to me because I thought it was just going to be like a, I don't know, like a weird, like Alan Wake-esque type of game, but it, it seems to be more like puzzle elements involved with it than I originally thought would be there. 
Um, and it also says that it delivers a psychological horror adventure that's all thriller and no filler, which, oh, I love that. Uh, <laughs> and, and people have been comparing it to Silent Hill 2, I believe, um, which is very good, very widely loved that's as well. Yeah. yeah, so I, I know you're not into spooky games, Roro. <laughs> But scared already. Just listening to you talk about, it, I'm scared. <laughs> <laughs> but will you play this game again? Probably not. Oh, yeah. come on! I'm too scared. I'm too scared. I'm too scared. <laughs> Maybe I will try it. As as you said, it's on Game Pass. I'm not really losing anything by trying it. If I if I get too spooked out, I just stop playing. Right. So it's not like I'm losing money. Yeah. Um, by giving it a shot. So maybe I will. Again, I've like you were saying, I've heard good things about it. It's getting some mixed not bad not mixed reviews it's getting good or very good reviews like it's nothing nobody's hating on it so i definitely want to give it a shot um but again i'm scared i'm a scared little boy i don't know i <laughs> don't know how soon i'll try it uh, maybe i'll watch a playthrough yeah i'm not sure yeah maybe my girlfriend will play it with me that that's when i get real brave when she's there you know so <laughs> maybe that'll be the uh the push i need yeah. two player <laughs> i i am uh yeah the the most interesting parts are like when it does like the split screen uh yes perspective that's really cool. yeah, yeah. That, i think that's super cool and i'm kind of intrigued to see how they do that in terms of the story so and it's yeah. the people who made layers of fear i, I believe right it's the same developers yeah. i think you you might be correct i'm not sure uh, but I, th I think it's them but i i realize that if it is, let me let me make sure before I yeah. begin my 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 comment. Um, Bloober team. Blooper team, and yes, they've done Blair Witch, Observer, Layers of Fear, and stuff like that. Oh. So yeah, and at, at the end of their uh, the end of this game, the medium, yeah. they ask people to give feedback immediately. Like there's like literally a link. Oh. Saying like this is something that we wanted to try. This is huge for us. This is kind of we've done hardcore games before, but this style. It took a lot out of us, so it means a lot for you to give the, our feedback. And there's like review the game or don't review now. So it's really cool that they put that option there because they obviously want to hear from the people who played it what they thought. So I thought that was really cool uh, little thing that they included at the end there too. Yeah, yeah, that is super cool and doesn't happen very often in games. No. Yeah. In oh. fact, they probably rather you not say anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And speaking of games that would probably rather <laughs> not say anything, Cyberpunk 2077, Roro, uh, has reportedly had the biggest digital launch of all time at 10.2 million digital copies sold. Uh, so, yes, despite the problems that we were kind of alluding to there uh, with Cyberpunk, uh, it has sold 10.2 million copies, Roro. That's insanity. That's a lot of copies just for digital, especially because physical is always like significantly more than digital in terms of sales. Uh, does this surprise you at all, uh, considering like the backlash and everything that's happened? Um. It yes and and no. Uh, the yes, the no part first is that it was so hyped up. Like it was, everybody was super excited for this when it came out. The, the reviews that came in before the game came out were pretty, were nice. They were yeah. super uh, high on it, like the because they got PC codes. They didn't get 
the console codes as something that we figured out later on. Yeah. But yeah, everybody who got it early was super high on it. They loved what they played. So I, I understand why people bought into it. Um, yeah, and I guess there's no no side to that. That's why <laughs> that's why they, they got so many sold because it was so hyped up. The people who got it early loved it. So it's, it's not too shocking. But um, it just means that I really hope that they keep their promises and deliver on what they did promise to all these people that bought the game that they deserve the product that they expected with all those people that were so high on it when they got it. So I hope they do fix it and the people playing on console and on PC that are experiencing those issues get a game that they were expecting, basically. Uh, I know the first patch came Mm. a few weeks ago and that helped a little bit, so... Hopefully they just <laughs> that continues. I know it also added another bug. But yes, a game breaking bug can, apparently. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was a it bugged another quest after fixing some other things. It bugged something else. So yeah. hopefully they get back on track with that. Yeah. Because as as you as we're talking about the story, a lot of people picked it up. And I don't know how many out of that ten point two million refunded the copy, but still that's a a lot of people playing cyberpunk right now that deserve a better experience. Yes. Agreed. It's, it is one of the strangest stories that you will ever see with what's happened with cyberpunk. And yeah, 10.2 million copies. That is, I mean, insane. And that, I think that's part of the problem is, uh, the higher ups and the publishers and, and the people who make the decisions of when the games come out, they see that this is still selling and they don't care. So like they continue to put out games that are broken or or not complete at launch because they know that it'll still sell and I and they could fix it later right right? yeah Yeah. and if they decide to (laughs) and I feel like Activision did the same thing with Destiny when when they were kind of overseeing that for Bungie they basically said it needs to come out by this date because I think it was Destiny two I believe that. They told Bungie that it had to come out by this date or else they were going to end up owning part of Bungie, apparently. They had they would basically take over uh, majority stocks of Bungie if they didn't release the game by a certain date, which is mm, That's terrifying. Awful. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So yeah. Thanks. Thank God that they're not in that partnership anymore with them because oh really it was a toxic relationship. <laughs> yes, very much so. Um Moving on, Roro, <laughs> into some brighter news. Uh, Tesla Model S is getting a refresh. And yes, we're not a car podcast, but <laughs> there's a point to this, uh, which it includes a Series S arcade, which has 10 teraflops of gaming performance in it, which is equivalent to a PlayStation 5. Now, let me clarify real quick. A, the Series S arcade that is not an Xbox Series S. Okay. It's just it's just confusingly the same name that they use to describe their experience in the Tesla Model S. So okay, yeah. okay, I was confused by that as well. Yeah. I was like, oh, okay, partnered with Microsoft. Cool. Yeah, no, so it just confuses things, but. Uh, yeah, I thought this was kind of it was very interesting because uh, it's got power equivalent to next gen consoles in your car. Uh, I mean, yeah. uh, I think the biggest thing, and we talk about this all the time it, with new entrants into the gaming space like Google, Amazon, etc., 
is getting developers to make their games for this other platform because this is yet another platform that developers would have to develop content for it's not just file save as or whatever um so i think it's intriguing um but i think that again their long-term challenge is going to be getting you know the big triple a developers to want to develop for this system because it's going to be very unique and and specific to you know model s owners um so such a niche audience already (laughs) right and the model s is actually the the more expensive version of the tesla the tesla model 3 is the the affordable one so um do you think that this is going to take take off at all or um maybe in like the future (laughs) we always (laughs) i guess we're living in the future now but I, I don't see this taking off. No, it's it's like you were saying. It's it's so hard to get developers to uh, start developing for these new consoles. Like Ouya, I guess is not the best example, but like when you have PlayStation, you have Xbox, you got Nintendo already doing so well. Why waste your time with a car console when you could be putting one hundred percent of your time into what's already selling and doing well? Um, yeah, I, I, I also don't think this is safe. <laughs> I don't think people should play, be playing video games in the car. But um, I, I, I think it's really cool. That's really awesome. But I, I don't think this will take off. Only time will tell. Elon Musk, maybe he can find a way. He's got the money. I'm sure he can find some people that will want to do this for him. So maybe, maybe it can happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It'll... <laughs> Yeah, it'll definitely take some time. And maybe when they kind of refresh their other lines as well and include something like this, then maybe it'll take off a little more. Uh, But yeah, I I don't see this taking off in the Model S because like like we said, that's not the affordable uh, Tesla. And yeah, I don't I don't see a ton of people going out to buy this because uh, this 80,000 plus dollar car because it has a console in it. I mean, yeah, (laughs) so uh, me. Means in uh, the Twitch chat said, I was wondering about that as well, unless the car was parked. I think she's mm. commenting on my uh, comment about it being safe. Like, yeah, there's a lot of features actually in cars now in the touch screens that they have now where you you literally can't use them when the car is moving. Like yeah. you can't access the maps or contacts when the car is in motion. So, yeah, I, wonder- that, I guess if you're waiting at the gas station for your mom to come back from paying for the gas, you could play video games for a bit. But yeah, yeah if the car is in motion, that's probably not a not a good idea to have your Witcher 3 booted up. <laughs> well, and I wonder because they say that you can access this from any passenger seat. So you would think that that would mean the the passenger seat up front and mm-hmm. which means that screen up front's going to play it. <laughs> So like the driver is going to be distracted by that because oftentimes like when you have front facing uh, video like that, they don't let you do that because of the driver being distracted. So yeah. that is a tricky, you know, thing. Tricky thing. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Huh. Uh, <laughs> moving on. <laughs> we're moving into some Halo news. Of course, this is the 
PXN podcast and Daniel's, you know, <laughs> talking about Halo. That's not surprising. Uh, Brian Gerard, who is the community manager for 343 Roro, in case you didn't know, we talk about him all the time. Uh, he <laughs> he confirmed that Halo Infinite will receive monthly updates on the game, and this is coming after the December, the big December update that they had uh, for Infinite, and one is coming this week. Um, he said that we are actually going to, they are talking to the sandbox team this week to share some insights into their vision for Halo Infinite and their work. Um, I don't think that this one will be, uh, as big as the December one, but this is awesome to get confirmation that we're going to get more news and new information and possibly screenshots and, and, and <laughs> all the goodness every yes. month until launch, uh, I cannot wait. That's awesome. Waited so long already. But <laughs> yes, I was very excited about this. And uh, Roro, are you going to wait by your phone and wait for these <laughs> notifications yeah. set already? I've got notifications on everybody. No, but I, I, I am. I think this is really cool, though. Definitely awesome for them being a little more transparent with their fans yeah. to get more uh, hype started for fall this year hopefully uh if everything goes well which i'm sure it is on track to do uh to be released this fall so yeah i i love this bungie does something similar with their this week at bungie every week which is something i love that they do no matter how small it's a bit i read that whole thing because it's a game that i love so i'm sure fans of halo are feeling very similar with these monthly updates no matter how small or how big they're just super excited to get more information about the this game and i hope more studios do this that'll be awesome <laughs> especially for games that are coming sooner not like games are slated for like 2023 don't need to know what's happening with dragon age right now but yeah. as we get closer to these releases it'd be cool to get like some some recent uh, some regular updates on yeah. these big games that are coming soon especially uh especially since it's seeming increasingly likely that we either won't get E3 again this year or they're going to have to take a different format so uh yes I, i'm totally with you i would i would rather see like more content spread throughout the year like a little bit each month like what they're doing here uh rather than you know wait 6 months for an event or whatever yeah. but yeah i hope E3 happens this year though Yes, I agree. <laughs> not, maybe not in person, but right. yes, I really hope they do an event or something. I agree with you. I <laughs> hope so, too. <laughs> Moving into our final news story, Roro, Xbox Live Gold uh, <laughs> had an interesting price experiment on Friday. Um, so I thought we could uh, take a little time to talk about this. I, I kind of wrestled with whether we should have this or Resident Evil as the topic of the show, but we ended up... I, I, I thought that Resident Evil had a lot more substance, so we'll have a little bit of a conversation here. But um, I thought it was very interesting uh, on Friday because originally I had uh, I had f uh, copied the link and sent it to my friend who uh, I often talk to on Twitter and uh, sent him the link for Xbox Live Gold's pricing change. And I had just briefly looked at it. I thought that it was... At first, I thought it was just a $10 price increase because <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought gold used to be $50, but apparently I was wrong. I just always pay less than retail price because, you know, there's so many outlets that have lesser priced yeah. codes and such. Yeah, 
the deals. Yeah. 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 So I originally saw $60 in their post and I was like, oh, so they're increasing $10. That's that makes sense. I mean, it's normal for that to happen. Uh, And and then my friend started freaking out and I'm like, dude, what are you talking about? It's not that big of a deal. And then I looked at it. I was like, oh, wait a minute. That's $60 for six uh, six months, not 12 months. I was like, oh, it's doubling. (laughs) It's doubling. Oh boy. Yeah. Uh, so one thing I will say, even after I, I had found out that it was $120, I was still thinking that it was reasonable if, if, this is a big if, <laughs> the games with gold improved dramatically. And also, one thing of note as well, they did say that current subscribers would not change in price. Their price would stay the same. So if you're currently subscribed to gold, it would still be $60 for 12 months. They said that in their original post. Um, But I thought that if they improved games with gold, because games with gold has been awful since Game Pass, (laughs) it has been absolutely terrible. And they had also announced that same week that Gears 5 was one of the games with gold games. So I was thinking in my head, okay, they're upping their game in terms of games with gold to improve the value for Xbox Live Gold to make it worth the 120 a year. So in my head, I was like, okay, that makes sense if they do that. If they didn't do that, I was not going to be on board because that I, it just wouldn't make sense to double the price for literally no reason. So I don't know if that's what, the, what's, what was going to happen or not. Uh, that's just what I was thinking in my head. I, I know a lot of people were having a, a very uh, a more aggressive reaction than I was. I was just like, okay, let's think about this. They're not just going to, yeah, they're not just going to double the price for no reason, in my opinion. But, um, yeah. What, what was your initial thoughts on all of this and, and how it went down? Um, I personally don't have an Xbox or Xbox gold, so I wasn't aggressive as most people were, but I did think it was a bad move. Uh, I didn't think it was a a good idea. I, I understood why they were doing it. My my opinion of it, why they did it, was to get more people into the Game Pass side. I was like, oh, I don't want to pay for this. Let me just pay for Game Pass Ultimate or something, where where it comes with gold. Um, but I I don't know. Making even if they were planning to uh, make the game selection better, uh, then then doesn't that just do the opposite, like make people want to get gold instead of Game Pass. If the games are going to be fantastic on Game Pass, may as well just, I mean, on gold, may as well just get gold. I'm getting free games and I get to keep them if I keep playing, paying the 120. Yeah. But then again, it comes to, you know, it's cheaper to get Game Pass, you get more games, I guess. Yeah. So it is a give and take depending on which way you swing. But yeah, I, I understand why they did it. it they pulled it back real quick so good for them on on that they realized that they they had made a mistake so they reverted the the thing but i don't think they can do that again obviously they're not going to after what happened right but if they wanted to do something like that they they should have done it a lot earlier than than now especially with game pass being such a runaway success and it being what we talk about is one of the best deals in in gaming Doing the complete opposite with gold is kind of not gonna not gonna fly with most people. 
And yeah. My my overall thoughts on it is I think that at the end of the day, like you said, they want people to move to Game Pass. And like Game Pass Ultimate is a better deal than Xbox Live Gold and Game Pass anyways, like separately. So like they want people to get either Game Pass or Game Pass Ultimate, which makes sense. But I think that what this does now with them reverting their decision, I think this means that eventually, and I'm not saying this is going to be soon, but eventually I think we will get, see Xbox Live Gold gone and we will see Game Pass and Game Pass Ultimate go up in price a little bit. I think that we could see Game Pass at $14.99. It's currently at $9.99. And then Game Pass Ultimate at $19.99. So a $5 increase for both of them and eliminate gold. I, I could see that as a, a attractive option for them to uh, get rid of gold, but still you know get that money from elsewhere, uh, if that makes sense. And you're getting more people into the Game Pass ecosystem, which is essentially what they want. Um, and I think that kind of makes more sense to me anyways, because, uh, you're paying $60 for a year. So $5 increase for game pass and game pass ultimate out of 12 months comes out to be, uh, comes out to be what the same amount, right? $60, five times 12. (laughs) Yeah. $60. (laughs) So essentially it's the same amount of money, but they're just moving it into a different perspective, I guess. And if they're trying to get more people into game pass, that will just, you know, make it easier for them to say, Hey, here's game pass. Here's game pass ultimate join us here. And you have friends talking about it and all of this stuff. I don't know. I think that will happen eventually. I don't think it'll happen soon, especially with this going the way it did. Um, (laughs) but, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. What do, what do you think? What do you think about that? Do you think that's crazy or no? We, no, I think that's that's uh, that's the route that they that they want to go as well. Yeah. Um, the price hike I think was kind of helping your point is that they want pe- more people over there. So when they do pull the plug on ga- games of gold, they're not uh, getting rid of it for a lot of people. A lot everybody is already at, over at Game Pass, so not a lot of people being inconvenienced but yeah i i agree i think that they do want to pull the plug on gold eventually as you're saying the games aren't haven't been fantastic for a while yeah. um and they did a really great thing where i believe that they are the only ones uh that hadn't in that haven't done this yet which is make free-to-play games you don't have to have gold to play those games yep. so which i didn't know because i i most of the time, Xbox is the one who's ahead of the game on player moves like this. So I didn't realize that they hadn't done that yet. But I think that's fantastic that they did that. And again, to your point, I think that they, they're slowly making these these decisions so they can finally pull the plug. Yeah, Maybe not soon, but eventually. So they're, they're, they're starting to, to remove some features right now. Yeah. If there's one good thing that came out of it, out of this, it's that that free to play games no longer require gold, and that means Halo Infinite's multiplayer is completely <laughs> free, no strings attached now, which is perfect. That's exactly what that game needs. It needs a big population, and once people get into it, hopefully they stick around. And I'm excited for that. Uh, and the last thing I want to say about this, the <laughs> 
well, actually, before I go into this, one more thing I I think is important as well. Microsoft is a huge company. They're a two almost two trillion dollar company. These decisions aren't necessarily made by Phil Spencer or you know Xbox people or whatever. This can come up from the higher ups, uh, Satya Nadella or or anyone below him that make you know finance decisions for Microsoft. And this stuff happens over many months. So when something like this happens and they increase the price and they see the reception they saw and they move as quickly as they did to re- retract that, that is impressive because that's not something that every company would do. That's like there's not a lot of companies out there that would be willing to say, yeah, we messed up. We're not doing that now and 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 just be done with it. So <laughs> with that being said, there were people that thought that and these are like conspiracy theories that people thought that because of how quickly they went back on it, they think that Microsoft planned this as some sort of PR move uh, to help improve, you know, their their reach or whatever with Xbox, which is completely ridiculous. <laughs> and the biggest reason why this is completely ridiculous, Roro, is they shipped out $60 six-month Xbox Live gold cards all over the world to retailers. Why the hell would they do that if it was a fake thing that wouldn't that wasn't supposed to happen? I people blow my mind, Roro. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my final thoughts on it. Uh, do you have any other thoughts on it before we move into games we're playing? Um, no, except that I. I I really hope that one day I I understand they got to pay the bills. They got to keep the lights on over there. Um, but I really hope someday where we don't have to pay for <laughs> online. Yeah. That would be nice, but I I get it. I yes. Get it. For sure. Roro, moving into the games we are playing. Uh, I have not played this yet, but I, I so I was kind of lying, but I snuck it in here. Master Chief Collection Season 5 just released today, and uh, I, I did boot it up and looked at my rewards. I've already unlocked half the rewards because of all the, uh, the tokens you get for playing. I've earned so many just by normally playing. Uh, so I've unlocked half the new content. There's a hundred new pieces of content for MCC. Play it, play it, people. It's the best value out there. <laughs> uh, and I also played and finished Hitman Three. Roro, I finally oh, nice. finished a game. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> to be fair, I only played through one time on each level, which I'm I'm planning on going back and playing other ways because that's part of the fun of Hitman. Uh, but Really, really love the game. I I like it a lot more than 1 and 2, and I really liked 1 and 2. Um, the biggest thing for me is the locations. As we've talked about and as the reviews talked about, man, those locations are so, so good and so diverse. Like They're so different than one another. The opening level in Dubai is absolutely amazing. Like The lighting in that level is incredible. Like Right from the get-go when you, you go up the stairs and you just... You're, you're open to all the open windows and you're hundreds of feet in the air. Oh, it's so good. I that's love the it. one. That's the one that I saw when I was looking at uh, videos about it. And I think I talked about it when we were talking about the reviews last week of just how gorgeous that particular level was. I was blown away by that. 
Yes. Uh, oh, so good. <laughs> uh, and there's like a castle one too. That's like a sort of murder mystery type yes. experience. Yeah. Oh, so good. I love <laughs> it. So I definitely recommend that to people uh, if you're on the fence. Um, and the last thing I played, I played this a little bit last night with one, one of my friends, uh, Fallout 76, Roro. Mm-hmm. I went back to this because I was like, man, they've done so much work on this. I love Fallout. I want to see what they've done because they added single-player stuff and all this. So I went in with a friend uh, hoping to do, like, co-op missions and such uh, in the Fallout experience. And we discovered that all of the new content that they added uh, with the Wastelanders DLC and all of that, it doesn't let you play quest lines in a co-op fashion it doesn't track it doesn't track quests with a co-op party it only tracks it per person so like my friend could be helping me with my my quests but he's not getting any any experience or he's not getting progress nothing i'm like okay why (laughs) no yeah it's like man i wanted to get back into it and absolutely love it but I think that just killed it. I, it. We both said it when we were playing it, and we'll we looked it up online because we couldn't believe that that was the case, and it is. Uh, so very <laughs> very disappointed in that. So yeah, Fallout seventy six. Yeah, I almost you almost got him back, guys. Yeah, almost got him back. just one little update would have fixed that. Yeah, <laughs> that sucks. I hate when games uh, do that, especially when they're multiplayer. It, it doesn't make doesn't make sense. No. Um, but yeah, the games that I've been playing, of course, Destiny. So I shall update everyone on my Destiny, <laughs> <laughs> what I've been doing in Destiny. Uh, I finally got Hawkmoon. Uh, that is a new gun that has returned from D1. I finished the quest. Oh boy, did that quest frustrate me. It was a good quest. It had great dialogue. Loved the, the Crow character, which is Aldrin from the past. Well, he, his name was Aldrin, but now he's reborn as a guardian, and his name is Crow, and he's fantastic. Love him. So I enjoyed those parts of it. But oh boy, was it hard to beat <laughs> to beat the final level of that that quest. But I got it done. Loving Hawkmoon, using it all the time in PvP and in PvE. It's a fantastic gun. So my next uh, thing that I need to do is to get the random rules and the catalyst for the gun. So I'm going to be working on that next in destiny so next week we'll find out if i actually did it or not (laughs) um and the other game that i'm playing is cyber shadow on game pass so that is a new game that came out recently and it is a side-scrolling action platform game and it's published by yacht club games oh yes yeah and the developers are mechanical head studios and i don't remember if they done anything else before Hmm. or this is something new by them but the game's great, and it's it's like an NES sort of uh, vibe. Super difficult. Uh, I'm pretty early on in it right now. And somebody else was talking to me about it, saying, like, yeah, it's hard, but at the beginning, it's not that bad. It, at, once you get further on, it, it gets really hard. And I'm like, dude, I am maybe an hour in right now, and I'm <laughs> bashing my head against, against the wall of how difficult it is. So I can only imagine how hard it's going to get from here on out. But regardless very much enjoying it so i'm excited to get back to it and again it's on game pass so if you think this sounds cool it is cool it's a very retro style game and uh with a lot of challenge so we should definitely give it a shot if you are if you have game pass definitely recommend it 
tokens from the people who, who published Shovel Knight for crying out loud. So, yeah. Nice. Uh, Roro, apparently if we want to become famous, buy followers online from our <laughs> Twitch chat. Uh, it should definitely click that link. Yeah, definitely don't <laughs> click that link. I wish I, I should have signed in as the podcast account. I'm signed in as myself, so I can't remove the comment because I'm not even a mod on the podcast <laughs> channel. So I probably need to, we probably need to fix that. We're, uh, we're both mods on there because I yes, didn't think I, of that. I tried, but I was like, wait, I'm, I'm not a mod, am I? Yeah, I've <laughs> <laughs> well, sorry about that. Don't click the link, ladies and gentlemen. Don't click the link. Uh, <laughs> Unless you want to be famous. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> moving into the topic of the show, Roro, Resident Evil has gotten a bunch of announcements as well as some uh, speculation slash leaks as well. Uh, and the first thing here, Resident Evil Village is coming to PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, Xbox One, Xbox Series S and X, and PC on May 7th. 2021 that is a lot sooner than i thought really roro uh i I am very excited for this i know you're probably you know you're probably not gonna yeah (laughs) you're not gonna play or you'll be very very hesitant to play but i i am so excited and all the new stuff that they showed off for this game looks so good and oh I just can't wait to take in this world. And a lot of people have been comparing Village to Resident Evil 4 um, very purposefully because you start Resident Evil 4 in a like village-type atmosphere. Um, and I love Resident Evil 4. Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorite Resident Evil games by far. Um, so, yeah, I gosh, this got me very excited that it's coming just a few months away, Roro. Yeah. Um, yeah, what did what did you think of what we saw? I thought it was great. Like as you said, I I, I am a Freddy cat. I, I may not play this right away, but it did look good. It looked beautiful. That engine that they're using for these games is just stunning. Um, everybody is loving that tall vampire lady for good reason too, you know. But uh, everybody loves a vampire lady. Um, but yeah, it it looks fantastic. Uh, Brittany did a great job hosting the the showcase. Uh, she's a huge Resident Evil fan, so I'm glad that they got her to do that. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm glad that it's coming to PS4 and current-gen systems, as you said, because it was originally announced just for PS5 and Series S and PC. So I'm glad that it's going to be coming to those consoles, too, because if I do decide to play it, I will have a place to play it, because I don't have a PS5 yet. Um, but yeah, it, it looked great. It looked really good. So I'm excited to see more. Um, I'm sure we're going to talk about the other thing that they... Uh, show it off later the multiplayer stuff yes but um yeah it looks re- looked really good I, I love the inventory management that they carried over from the first game um i love the vampire daughters that <laughs> uh that will be chasing you around as well um yeah it, it looks it looks like a fun and, and scary time for yeah. sure <laughs> yes very excited uh and so along with this, Roro, we got a exclusive demo that they announced. Uh, I believe it's called the Maiden demo. Is that correct? Yes. Um, yeah. So they announced the demo, which I was excited for that. And and I'm still excited to play it, to, to be fair. I haven't played it yet. Um, I haven't had a chance to. But the demo is an exclusive to PlayStation 5. Yes. Ah, 
I don't love this. I don't love this. Here's here's why. They announced another demo that's coming in uh, a few months, I think, a couple months or so, that's going to come to other platforms. But this is a separate experience from that. This is like a essentially a standalone experience that's separate from the actual game even. It's a unique experience for PlayStation 5 only. My biggest problem with this is, and I talk about this all the time, I don't understand why a multi-platform game is getting an exclusive demo to not only just one platform, but one platform on Sony's consoles even. This game is coming to PlayStation 4 also, so why is this only on PlayStation 5? Not only that, there is a huge lack of consoles out there for playstation 5 there's you can't find one even if you wanted one uh and i just i don't know talk me through this right i don't understand <laughs> why this is only on playstation 5 where you're you're getting like what probably one fiftieth of the the population of the people that are going to be playing this game because most of the people that are going to be playing are probably on last gen yeah yeah, I, I don't know why they decided for it to be exclusive, namingly, like you mentioned, PS5 exclusive. It is a bit weird that they decided just to put it there and not PS4 as well. Like making it PlayStation exclusive would have made a little bit more sense to me as well. Um, I hate when people do this in general, though, but we've seen it before, like with betas and, and demos in the past where it's like on PlayStation first or on Xbox only. It happens on the PlayStation side a little bit more often, but it both sides are a bit guilty of this and obviously it's for a reason to to get money and continue with their their deals with the companies and capcom and whoever else so i understand it from a business standpoint but from a consumer it does suck that it's it's on one console one ecosystem in the console um yeah it it's it's a bummer for sure and and as you said it's a it's a separate experience it's not even uh, a slice of the game is that isn't that correct like it's it's something yes just for playstation 5 people to yeah enjoy so i mean if the, the people who have a ps5 are getting their money's worth for sure but yeah it does it does suck for for literally everyone else yeah yeah that's not good at all it's just oh i don't mm. yeah i don't love it, it yeah yeah i, I don't know <laughs> um and we're gonna we're gonna see more of it i don't know they don't really they don't really lose anything there. Maybe not a lot of people are going to be able to experience it, but whatever deal they had, they, they gained something from it by putting it only on PS5. Some, they, they, they must have seen some value in it that we are not seeing for them to decide to, to do this, no matter how weird it, it may look to us. Maybe it, you know, I feel like uh, they had something to gain maybe behind the doors. But uh, yeah. yeah, to us, it definitely seems very strange and backwards. Yes, I agree. It's, yeah, it's weird. I've been tr- spending this entire time while you've been talking, trying to find the password to get into the Gmail account <laughs> for the freaking Twitch account, and I can't find it. I don't know what I did with it, but anyways, I can address that after the podcast. Uh, moving on, Roro, the multiplayer mode that's coming with Resident Evil Village, Reverse is... I don't know what it is, to be honest. It's, <laughs> I, 
I don't know. It's kind of its own thing. It's not even like it's not even like Resident Evil Resistance that came with Resident Evil uh, t- two remake or three remake. I can't even remember. Um, I think it was three. Yeah, and it's it's just it's another tacked on multiplayer mode that I don't know that we need. Uh, I I don't know. I don't feel like resident evil has ever been something that we need a multiplayer experience from. We've never like been once clamoring, Hey, we need a multiplayer resident evil game. Co-op it would be great. And I, I love the co-op from, uh, resident evil five that you had in that game. But, uh, in terms of like versus multiplayer, I don't know that anyone's clamoring for versus, resident evil multiplayer what do you think yeah uh i me neither i definitely don't know who is asking for multiplayer resident evil maybe there's some people out there but from what i saw when that was revealed people were like oh what is what is this this looks weird and i don't think a lot of people were super high on it i might be wrong there might be some people who are very excited for that but from what i saw not a lot of people were uh too hyped about it but um, who knows? Maybe when it arrives, it's super fun. It's it's hard to tell with these multiplayer games uh, how it plays and how it feels. Uh, like, look at Phasmophobia or any of these popular games. Like, if you were to look at a 30-second trailer, you're probably like, what the hell is that? But yeah. it's super fun. Everybody loves, <laughs> loves those games. Um, so who's to say? Maybe it'll be a super fun experience. And in the future, we might be asking for Resident Evil multiplayer games after we play this one. But... I, I agree. From what we saw in that little bit, I, I don't know why <laughs> they uh, decided to to go ahead and do that. And I, I don't know how good Resident Evil Resistance was. I don't know if that was well-received. People like that, maybe they did, and that's why they decided to give it another shot. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, man. Yeah, I, I wish they would just put it to bed. Just make us great <laughs> single-player Resident Evil games. <laughs> Yeah, I, uh, I think co-op would be a great idea, though, especially for my scaredy cat self. Having another person there with me would give me a lot of courage. Yeah. So, yeah, I, w- I would be totally okay with that. For sure. Uh, moving into uh, the last bit of our, our news on Resident Evil, Roro. M2, uh, who is the Resident Evil 3 remake team, uh, M2, they are now reportedly getting demoted essentially uh and their role has been reduced in the development of the resident evil 4 remake that has been highly rumored um and apparently capcom division one has taken over the project there's reports saying that there's disagreements between m2 and uh who were pushing for more changes to resident evil 4 remake and capcom that want to play it safe and and uh keep it very similar to the original experience based on people's reception of resident evil three remake. Um, so I think that's very interesting. And they're saying that it's looking at a 2023 release. Now uh, I, I've said for a long time, I love Re- resident evil four and I think a remake would be awesome for it. I just hope they don't mess it up. Um, <laughs> and it seems like Capcom wants to keep it very, uh, very true to the original. I just hope they just improve a lot of the the gameplay mechanics and all of that, which I think they will. Um, yeah, I'm I'm totally down for this, and it is interesting that they're basically telling the Resident Evil Three remake team, "Nah, we got this. Don't don't <laughs> don't touch it." 
Um, because there were a lot of complaints with Resident Evil 3 Remake. Even though I enjoyed it personally, there was a lot of people that complained about its length and and certain things with Nemesis. And uh, there was a lot of, you know, controversy surrounding that remake release, I guess. Um, but I don't know. I guess this is good news, though, Roro. Would you... Would you that, say that so? there's a Resident Evil 4 remake yeah. coming? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I I do think it is best with these remakes to play it safe, like like uh, Capcom is, is saying here, that maybe stay a little bit more true to the source material than straight too far from it. Um, but there is something to be said with uh, changing a couple of things. Uh, like Final Fantasy VII Remake, they... They did a fantastic job with that, and I know they did a couple of different changes. That's a little bit different with how old Final Fantasy is and how much was changed. Um, but maybe M2 has a point that they could change a couple things and still still ends up being really cool. But um, I, I, I am on Capcom's side here where they should just maybe just improve it a, a little bit, make it look pretty, yeah. but just keep it true to what it was because it was so fantastic and people love that game so much that... Maybe they don't have a lot of work to do and just make it look really good. And there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Completely fair. Um, I think uh, I think that does it for our topic of the show, Roro. Uh, moving into our final segment, what are you working on, Roro? What cool things have you been working on, if anything? Uh, nothing. <laughs> nothing great. Right I'm trying to work on... Some new stuff. I did mention last week that I was I was writing something about Nintendo. I'm still uh, working on that, so I'm hoping Nintendo doesn't like announce a direct before I release that because it's about directs. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's kind of what I'm working on right now. Still writing some stuff and hopefully some new YouTube stuff sometime soon. But haven't really started on anything like that yet. But still right. writing. Uh, yeah. But you can always go to Thank You Games dot com yes. right is it yes. dot com yeah. yes thank you games.com and you can read what i've already wrote yeah definitely sweet deal uh i i just smelled something i was like where's my dog at and he's laying behind <laughs> me uh, that that makes sense um, <laughs> uh Roro, i've been working on uh, a new series that i thought i would be i thought would be kind of cool on my personal youtube account um, which you can find me if you want to find me just, uh, it's XDTM 3000 X. It's a great username, Roro. It's one <laughs> I made a long time ago. Um, but it's, a uh, it's called Daniel reacts. And, uh, I kind of wanted to do like these like 10 minute ish videos, uh, reacting to like, uh, one subject that I, I, I pick each and uh, every other week. Um, I'm doing, um, Every Friday at 8 p.m. is when they're releasing every other week. So last week I released one on Friday, episode one. Uh, and then obviously I won't have one this week, but next week I'll have one. But uh, I just did uh, this week, uh, this past week, uh, about multi-platform games getting exclusivity, which is very well timed with the uh, Resident <laughs> Evil stuff. And that's kind of what why I chose it. Um but uh, yeah, that's what I did there. Uh, I'm trying to get to 100 subscribers, Roro, so I can change my freaking username <laughs> URL to something else instead of XDTM3000X. Ugh. <laughs> it's awful. Uh, but yeah, that's all. That's all I'm working on. Anything oh. else before we close, Roro? Uh, no, that is that is it for me. All right. All right. 
Uh, thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro. I am Daniel. This has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. See ya.